Hello, everybody. Matt Mentley here with the weekly Wisconsin Sports Wrap-Up. Thanks for joining me. I am releasing the first episode intentionally on Packers Bears Day, which I know in Green Bay, Wisconsin, is a national holiday. So we got the 100th anniversary of the NFL, and the Packers and the Bears are kicking it off. I'll get to that in a second. Let's start off with why I'm doing this. Well, little Matt Mentley, I moved out to Los Angeles, California from the Midwest, lived in Chicago, lived in, uh, grew up, born and raised in Green Bay uh, and Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and... uh, They're not as ravenous about sports out here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, The Lakers and the Dodgers, I would argue if they weren't good, I wonder if people would even pay attention to them. So if a team is good, people will pay attention here. But I do have a theory that cold weather cities just means more. Because, I mean... In L.A., you lose and you go, okay, let's go home. It's nice out. Uh, You know, (laughs) everything's okay. There is nothing worse in the world than going to a Green Bay Packers playoff game in January in which they lose. That is a miserable feeling. You wake up. You got Packer tickets. It's 10 below zero. You go to the game, and what do you know? They lose to the <laughs> fucking New York Giants or something. It's it's just a different mindset. Somebody was asking me the other day if sports is my life. I like sports a lot. And I will say that when when you live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, sports is life. That's the main attraction there. That's the main tourist <laughs> Main tourist attraction in town is the Green Bay Packers. No one would ever visit that fucking city if it wasn't for that major sports team. So in a way, when I was in Green Bay and the people of Green Bay, sports is life. And when you're out, you know, on the coast, um, probably mostly West Coast, it's just not. It's just not a way of life. You know, yeah, like I said, they got the Lakers, they got the Dodgers, they barely know that there's a professional football team here, and uh, they were, the Rams were in the Super Bowl last year, and I probably saw about 12 people wearing Rams gear on Super Bowl Sunday, so... Part of the reason to do this podcast is I just want to like, I want to reconnect with my roots, because I'm watching all the games anyways. And might as well go for it. We're only going pro. I am not a Badgers fan. I am one of the one of those crazy people who uh, doesn't watch college sports because I do think it is a uh, form of uh, slavery. So let's get to the fun stuff, though. Let's start with the Brewers because I'm not. I'm probably not going to be able to talk about the Brewers that much uh, going forward. They are four back. In the wild card, uh, which is tough, but I do just want to briefly kind of go over what they've done this week, what they got coming up, and just, if you miss the season, kind of put a bow on it for you. The big disappointments of the year. I mean, last year, they obviously made that run. It was great. Yellick was hitting well. Yellick is still hitting well, by the way. Uh, Will probably not 
win MVP, I'd imagine they're going to give it to the Dodgers' Cody Bellinger because of the fact they're just a better team. But here are the biggest disappointments on the team this year. I mean, Shaw uh, is up there. Uh, He's hitting below that Mendoza line of 200. He just has been terrible. And he he was hitting well last year. Just fell off the cliff for this year. Lorenzo Cain, uh, you know, the defense is still there, which is cool, but he's around, he's batting around 250 and below. And for a leadoff hitter for the star of the team, you got to do better than that. They just DFA'd Jeffries, Jeremy Jeffries. He was a good setup guy last year, really had some big innings, especially in that Colorado series last year. And he's Basically, just not on the team. Speaking of people not on the team anymore, they traded Aguilar as well. So, I mean, those four guys rocked it last year. They were integral to the playoff push. And this year, it's just, I mean, yeah, two of these guys aren't even on the fucking team any, <laughs> anymore. That's how bad it's been. But, like I said, they're only they're four out this late in the season. I, I was going to say only. I, maybe I'll edit that. They, four is a lot, and they're going to have to go on a run. Uh, they did take three out of the last four games. They split with Houston. Thankfully, they only played Houston in a two-game series. I, I was happy about that. But they did take the Cubs uh, series this past weekend getting two wins and shutting him out. That's been the other big disappointment, but it's always been a Brewers disappointment. Pitching, pitching. They never have pitching. Like, great, they have Hater for fucking eight, eighth and ninth innings, but they are rarely getting there. They basically told Gio Gonzalez to go away. He goes, he goes away and they're like, we got to trade back for Gio Gonzalez. Not a good sign that your pitching staff is doing anything worth uh, a fucking note. But they shot out the Cubs for two games in a row. That was pretty huge. So if they could get that pitching back next week. So here's their upcoming schedule. They got the Cubs this weekend. Big, huge. Obviously, this could be the season if... The Brewers get swept out of that, baby, or even lose the series, I will say, I will call it next week. I, I will officially uh, I will officially call the Brewers season. Four out from the wild card, though, you never know, you never know. So they got the Cubs this weekend, they gotta win that one, and then they are blessed with a four-game series against one of the worst teams in baseball, the Miami Marlins. They get a full Four game series. So maybe from that, they'll be able to kind of slip back into this baby. We will see. But hey, I am still a believer. I'd love for the team to make a run. I mean, let's be honest, Wisconsin sports fans. If the Brewers can be interesting up until the Packers season, that's all we really want. You know, the whole the whole year last year with that run almost to the World Series, that was just butter on the cake uh, because they never get to the big dance. 1982 was the last time I was one year old. I don't remember it. I was not crushing Natty Ices when I was one. I didn't get to see that. So, 
been a good year. I gave you the disappointments. Let's see, you know, if any any of the I guess I guess Aguilar and Jeffries can't step it up because they fucking aren't even on the goddamn team. Those hurt. Those were the hurt ones for it. So so we'll see how it goes. As always, uh, I'm going to be cheering for the boys. All right, let's get to the Packers Bears. I mean, dear God, uh, I couldn't be more excited. I did find a couple of pretty good Packer bars here in Los Angeles. The famous one in Chicago, Will's Pub. Uh, got a little too crowded towards the end, but there's plenty of Wisconsin fans in L.A., and uh, there is a place in Hollywood called the Rusty Mullet. It's probably about a 20-minute walk from me that shows all the games, so it's 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 fun when we get all get back together and we can be like, hey, where are you from? Sheboygan? Oh, my God, that's so great. Uh, so, Packers Bears tonight. Oh, oh, Nilly. In Chicago... I do think the Bears are in for a regression season. There's always those teams that get first place in the division. They kind of sneak up there. They won 12 games last year. But now, when you win first place, the next year, you have the first place schedule. So I do think it's one of those teams that is going to slip. I also see the Vikings being a a little bit better than they were last year. They were around 500 like the pack. So I do think Packers and Vikings are going to be slightly better. So that's why I see a little Bears regression as well. And oh boy, those Detroit Lions. (laughs) I can't feel too bad for the Lions because honestly, I think the Milwaukee Brewers might be like kind of the Lions of baseball where it's just like, they're around. Nobody really hates them. They're just terrible every year. Every now and again, they go on a little run where they might do something, but they don't. So I feel you, Detroit Lions fans, but also uh, your team is going to be terrible for the, I'm checking my notes here, 50th year in a row. So good job by you guys. But I do think it'll be a Vikings, Bears, Packers uh It'll be a slog fest. So that's why this game is super important. And next week's game, we got the Vikings. So this is going to be a telling first two weeks in the NFC North Division. Here's something I definitely want to bring up. So there is no more fucking Rodgers excuses, okay? He played the whole season last season. I am not a McCarthy apologist, okay? I thought he was terrible. I always, I was defending him after the Super Bowl for a while, being like, listen, he brought us a Super Bowl, chill, chill, chill. When he blew the Seattle game in the NFC Championship, he blew that one. And I put the loss squarely on him. Ever since then, I've been like, fuck Mike McCarthy. So Mike McCarthy's gone. The distractions are gone. This is Aaron's team. They brought in this little offensive genius to help, you know, get the wide receivers open a little bit, which would be nice. But if Aaron fails this year, there are no fucking excuses. He might, listen, this pains me to say it, but he might be getting older. I'm getting older. You're getting older out there. It's a real thing that happens. So, I mean... Will this be a revitalization Aaron Rodgers season? Or will this be more fucking excuses from him? We'll see. This is 
This season, 2019, is all on Rodgers. They clean fucking house on the fucking coaching staff for him. So this is on him. No more excuses for Aaron Rodgers. The line is three points. Bears by three. I'll do a little gambling corner for you guys every now and again. The line is minus three for the Bears, which for your non-gambling people means uh, the Bears got to win by four or more if you want to bet on them. So the line is minus three. I don't... I'm staying away usually from Packer games unless it's like a real... Hey, this is a slam dunk. I will bet... (laughs) I will bet against my heart and with my head. <sighs> Gang, I got to say, I do think I do think the, the Bears are going to pull this one off. It is the opening night. You know, expectations are high. I do think they will probably cover the spread here. But with Rodgers, again, if, if we can see old school Rodgers, if he can get back to his form... That could, they could pull it off. But if you are holding a gun to my head, and if I'm going to have a podcast where I talk about sports, I probably should have some opinions on it. Uh, I do see the Bears uh, taking this first game. If you have not seen the Brett Favre and Robert Schmeigel and uh, Norm from Cheers, please stop what you're doing. Take a look at that. It's five minutes of fun. Uh, we get a little giggly Favre there. And let's be honest, Packer fans, I miss Favre a little bit. You know, Favre was in my life for a long time. I don't get to see him anymore other than fucking Wrangler jeans fucking uh, uh, commercials. So the uh, the Favre sketch that gets us all pumped up. Favre with the Bears, guys, gets us all pumped up for the game tonight. Check that out. A segment here that we'll go through. Uh, what is the press saying about our beloved teams? The national press. There is a great article up on theringer.com that is comparing Yellick to Barry Bonds that I obviously really liked. I was watching the Houston Brewers game on Monday night. It was the bottom of the 10th. The Brewers were up to bat with one man on and one out with Yellick coming up to the plate. The announcers were debating on whether to walk Yellick and put the tying run on second. And the color commentator was like, yes, I would do that. I And I haven't heard that kind of talk since Barry Bonds. So it's funny that this article on The Ringer came out after I literally had that thought like, oh my God, they're actually talking about just walking a dude and like basically putting the winning run on first base, but you have to do it. That's how amazing he's been this year. And for the Packers, the national press is mostly like, yes, we believe in LaFleur. Most power rankings have the Packers in the top eight, which means most people think they're going to make the playoffs again. So just in general, yeah, the Pack have been kind of... uh, with Rodgers, when you have a good quarterback like that, that's what's going to happen. People are going to people are going to be in your favor. So, hopefully that happens. I do want them in the top 8. I want them in the top 1, obviously. 
But that's all I got. There you go. It'll just be a little wrap like that. We'll go through what the national press is saying. Hopefully, I'll have more Brewers talk as we go along this season. And I'm trying to keep this around 15 men, boys and girls. So enjoy your Packers-Bears opening day, everybody. And we'll see you next week.